Greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Who Are You and What Do You Do? As always, I'm your host, Chris Goley, and today I'm joined by Lieutenant Steve Hoover from the Brunswick Division of Police. Steve, thanks for joining me today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. So uh, we'll, we'll just get right into it. Uh, Steve, how long have you worked for the city of Brunswick? Uh, so this is my 25th year here with the city. Okay, so 25 years. What sort of change have you observed in the city within that time, you know, from the day that you started to, you know, today? Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing how much the city's changed, how, how many people we've added population-wise, how uh, uh, the, the roads have changed, the uh, uh, even um, the calls for service, you know, where uh, I, I was talking to our guys the other day about how we'd have bar fights uh, every weekend. You know, you could set your, your, your watch to it. Um, and thankfully, um, the, that has gone down drastically. Uh, so, yeah, for sure. Uh, does, does the increase in population now, how does that affect you know, what you guys do over at the Division of Police, you know, what, how does that uh, affect, you know, your day-to-day, sort of, so to speak? Yeah, well, with more people, uh, you know, there's more calls for service. There's uh, anyone that's tried to drive on 303 at, at rush hour or on the weekends knows uh, that can be, at times, a miserable experience. So, you know, we have an increased volume of, of crashes, uh, uh, just uh, trying to navigate traffic to get to where we need to go can be can be challenging at times. And you said uh, twenty seven years, right? Twenty five. Twenty five. All right, I gave 25. you two more there. So, <laughs> in the in your twenty five years of experience, have you always worked for the city of Brunswick, or have you worked for any other municipality? I spent a, a brief period with Parma uh, prior to coming here. And, you know, how did that, was that experience any different, very similar to, you know, uh, your experience in Brunswick? I mean, my, my experience in Brunswick obviously has been fantastic. Um, and it's been what I've basically known my whole career. So I really can't uh, uh, put too much to, to that as far as what, what the differences uh, are. Interesting. Yeah. Just sometimes with different cities, you know, you see different things and you experience things differently. But I'd imagine that uh, essentially, you know, no matter where you're at a police department, there's a pretty set sort of standard on on how things operate and things like that. Yeah. I mean, you're all going to have the same calls. It's just a matter of how many of those calls you get. You know, obviously uh, uh, a city with a a bigger population, a bigger police force, will have a higher call volume uh, almost all the time. Um, so it, it's not that we don't, we don't handle that here in Brunswick. Um, you know, it's just thankfully on a, a much smaller scale. And so uh, I'll ask this then, you know, because you have that experience, what, what led you to a career in law enforcement? Was somebody in your family a, a police officer or just something that you felt compelled to do? Yeah, I can't explain it. Uh, ever, ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to be a police officer. Uh, I don't have anybody in the family in law enforcement. Uh, that's just interesting. Yeah, just, just something because I, that's so common. But yeah, I and and I I wish I could I could point out and and give a, a, a exact uh, answer. But the truth is, I've always wanted to do it. I don't know why. Um, 
and I'm I'm lucky. I'm lucky like that. Hey, absolutely, living your dream. That's right? that's awesome. Yep. That's love to hear that. Um, funny enough. Uh, Chief Olin had a similar response when I asked him that question when he was back on the podcast a little while back. Does not have any family members, just was something that you know, he wanted to do, and you know, obviously you guys are both doing that, so that's phenomenal. Um, you know, In your intro, Lieutenant Steve Hoover, so how do you achieve the rank of lieutenant? Um, how do you sort of go up through the ranks? What's that process like? Well, the process for me was I, I spent my first uh, 12 years as a patrol officer, uh, or 11 years, somewhere in there, um, and then I took a, a promotional exam for the rank of sergeant, uh, and I got promoted, uh, and I was sergeant for roughly eight years uh, before taking another promotional uh, test for the rank of lieutenant, and uh, I was uh, lucky enough to be promoted to lieutenant. Now, did you have any, uh, I know Chief Olin referenced this, and so I, I like to ask too, in that process, did you have to do anything other than a written exam, or was it a written exam and then some additional things in order to you know, get that, that bump in rank? Yeah, so... For the sergeant promotional, uh, it was a written test, and uh, that was pretty comprehensive between uh, you know, reading leadership books and, and knowing the revised code and, and the Brunswick ordinances and our policies and procedures. And then aside from the test, there was an assessment center. And that would be, I think at the time I was promoted, there may have been 10 of us that, that had taken this test. And uh, as part of the assessment center, you have we had three people that I think were either former chiefs or current chiefs that were essentially watching us, grading us. Uh, we, there was a written component of that. There was a verbal presentation that you would give in front of them. Um, and then there's like a counseling session where they're, they're grading you as your your. Uh, trying to handle a, a citizen complaint. So uh, the uh, total of your score would be based on those two parts. Um, and once once ranked in, a, in, a, in an order of the top 10, then the top three would be interviewed for, for the position. So. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty comprehensive process then. When, you know, once you're all said and done, yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, for the lieutenant, it was uh, a little different that we did a written uh, uh, test and then an interview process, and um, so that was nice. Yeah, a little bit less less on your plate for that one, but that's good. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, one of the things, you know, I help broadcast the, the council meetings, and so uh, when various trainings and things come about, you know, I'll, I'll hear about that in, in those meetings. Uh, what kind of training have you done yourself, uh, you know, throughout your law enforcement career? Because there's so many different things that, that you can get involved in. For sure. And we want... Uh, we don't want robots. We, we, you know, don't want everybody just having an interest or doing, you know, one type of thing. So uh, it was especially important when I started that uh, everybody, you know, if you didn't pick a specialty, something to, to, to focus your expertise on, um, Chief Byer, who, who was the chief that hired me, uh, uh, 
he would make sure that you ha- came up with an expertise. Um, so for me, it was it was uh, in the area of uh, traffic crashes. I was a, a traffic crash reconstructionist. Um, there's a lot of schooling uh, that that goes into that, and that's basically where you. You start at the end of the crash, right? I mean, the crash happens, and you work your way back, and you basically figure out how it happened, the speeds that that, that the cars were traveling, um, and uh, it 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 was very rewarding. I did that for a very long time, and and it was um, it was really good. I, I got to imagine that that's pretty difficult to train for, just because there's so many things that that could impact that. And, and you know, even you'll see sometimes if, if you happen to see an accident as you're driving, they'll have people move off to the side of the road. So then how do you, you know, the reconstruction process of that might might be even harder, I'd assume. Yeah, and it's gotten easier in some ways over the years because technology, uh, you know, we call them black boxes, but they're really not, you know, it's it's. Uh, a crash data uh, retrieval system that uh, can tap into the vehicle and you know give uh, your speed of how fast you're going. Tell if you had your seatbelt on, uh, if you know you had activated your horn, if your blinker was on. There's there's a lot of information now that back in 2002 2003 when I started. That, that you didn't have. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of schooling. I mean, you, you go through uh, three weeks of accident investigation, one and two, you have a week of vehicle dynamics, you have three weeks of accident reconstruction. So it's, it's a very um, detailed uh, thing. And it, it's something that if you're not constantly using that you're going to lose the the expertise so for me i was lucky i I worked for a a, a crash reconstruction company outside of the the division of police um, really to help me hone in uh, my skills yeah because there's not not necessarily a a textbook uh, in how to do that or even the you know just the way to study it you know, you have to be hands-on. That's type of that is a type of hands-on situation. So, yeah. for sure, and we thankfully don't have a lot of accidents that would really warrant taking the time to to do a full reconstruction on. Yeah, that that is definitely a positive thing. But you have the skill set if need be. Um, you know, in, in that vein, you know, do you have any sort of advice, best practices for the citizens of Brunswick, uh, you know, safety tips or, you know, like I said, best practices on, you know, to keep things yourself safe and, you know, your property and everything like that? Well, for for starters, lock your doors, right? I mean, don't make it easier for, for criminals to get into your, your vehicles, get in, into your house. Uh, you know, that that's the, the bare bones first piece of advice I would give. Second from that is, you know, for for the people that, especially people that have been here for a while, um, if you see something unusual, call us. I mean, I think, I, I feel like there's a lot of instances where after the fact, we talk to neighbors, we talk to, to uh, victims, and they're like, yeah, that was really weird. It seemed out of place. It didn't, you know, but almost like 
they were afraid to call because they would inconvenience us or be embarrassed that it, it might not be something. Our job is to to investigate that stuff. And, and we, 100 out of 100 times, would rather check out a suspicious uh, situation and find out that it's absolutely nothing than... Now we're playing catch up because that was actually somebody, you know, committing crime and uh, we're now we had the opportunity to to uh, intervene and stop it. um, But now we can't. So, again, if you see something suspicious, please call us. All right, yeah, to, you know, getting ahead of it and, you know, being proactive instead of reactive. Go with your instincts. I mean, people would be surprised how often their instincts are correct. That is a good tip. So I'm glad I put that question in there. That That's definitely true. And there definitely seems to be a, a hesitation sometimes, as you just described. And so, yeah, it's definitely best to... Let you guys figure it out and, you know, and call first, let you guys figure it out then to call later. And Exactly. Um, you know, I usually ask this question to everybody and it always, you know, warrants a wide variety of answers. But uh, well, what is a typical day like for you? Is there even such a thing? Because uh, I'm sure just in the, the first responder role, you just never know what you're going to be walking into potentially. Yeah, Um my days will be more typical than the the officers that are on the road, right? I mean, you can't if you're if you're a, a patrol officer or a sergeant that's in charge of of uh, one of our shifts, uh, you just don't have any idea what's going to happen. Um, for me, I theoretically have uh, uh, a set schedule. I have things that I can plan for. Um, you know, for example, one of my main roles is uh, doing the scheduling, all right, which is a complete nightmare. Um, that, you know, uh, luckily I schedule far enough out that if things come up and I have meetings or uh, in, in an emergency happens or I have to assist on, uh, you know, with some other issue like uh, our camera system or, or something like that, that I have an opportunity to go back and and still do the schedule and it doesn't disrupt people's uh, uh, days or lives or anything like that. Um, so I'm lucky that that I have a little bit of uh, consistency, <laughs> but I couldn't tell you what a typical day is. Uh, ha- having said that, I mean I. I check all the activity from the 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 night before or the weekend before when i when i come back to work um that's how i generally will start i have tons of emails that i'll go through um and then it's just solving problems or or trying to solve problems in a a multitude of, of areas and if i can assist and help out i do it and if i can't then i'll find somebody to to uh, help solve the problem so is that something that you enjoy the the variety of that you know you if you have no idea what issues might be occurring and and how to necessarily assess that and i i would assume that you have to assess them right away it's not something that you can hold off you know you mentioned something like like the cameras you know something's not working right there you can't oh i'll get to that one after lunch right right yeah it's um, a lot of times it's, it's more I'm asking the question, like, how did this happen, right? Like, I'm just, uh, you know, you get 
very very confused on on on, on some of these things. Um, but yeah, no, it's it makes my job um, very. It's not boring. I'll tell you that, and and I'm not at a lack for things to do. So <laughs> that's uh, good. Then. My my days go pretty quick. Yeah, there there you go. Using those uh, those uh, recreation crash recreation skills by trying to help problem solve. All right, where did we start here? How did this happen? There you go. Um, I always end the show on this one, so we'll wrap it up here. Uh, what do you enjoy most about your job? I think the the guys, you know, the 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 uh, the hard work that the guys put in that that I get to see uh, on a daily basis, uh, the comments from the the community, um, really the fact that they appreciate uh, what we do, um, which is not always shared nationally in the media, um, but. You know, I can say that that we are very appreciated here, um, and that's a, that's a good feeling. Um, we got a good group of guys that that want to uh, want to work hard and and care about the community, um, and you know, we're we're just we're a smaller uh, uh, department, but um, I just really appreciate uh, the the relationships that I've that I've made since I've been here. That's a phenomenal answer. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show today and getting to learn a little bit more about uh, what you do and what it, you know what your typical days are like and, and all of that good stuff. Uh, check out the show on uh, a multitude of podcast platforms. It'll also be available at bat.vibe.com. Until next time, see everybody.